0: What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Nightmare K-Hawk, back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an awesome, awesome week. It has been fantastic for me. I had a bunch of freaking job interviews. I think I might have snagged a job, though, um, up in uh, just outside of Albany, uh, New York. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. Uh, data entry position. So it should be pretty interesting, should be pretty awesome. Looking forward to that, uh, starting hopefully in March. Uh, make sure the background check and everything comes back good like that. Everything should come back good. So nothing really concerning there, folks, but I'm going to be getting a car here soon. Um, looking to get back on the road. Um, like I said, like I said last podcast, I'm going to be staying in New York at least until 2025. I may not be leaving New York at all, because it looks like a lot of states are getting super more expensive, and just a lot of things, folks, uh, just feeling at home in New York, I know the state very well, Um, I don't really like it too much, but, you know, it's because of the weather, if the weather was better in New York, I would definitely love to stay here if there was more sunshine and things like that, but... uh, not too bad, guys. It's not too bad. I mean, I can't really hate home. I can't really hate my state. I'm just glad I'm out of Rochester and on the other side, by Albany and stuff. It's much more nicer when you're by Albany and things like that. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into some crypto news, folks. So, we got Bitcoin at $24,637.28. We have Ethereum at $1,700. It has broke the $1,700 mark tellers at a dollar bnb is at three fifteen ninety nine. we have usd coin at a dollar we have xrp at 39 cents we have cardano at 40 cents we have binance usd at a dollar polygon at a dollar 54 we have dogecoin at eight cents it's been staying around that eight to nine cents and ten cents marks folks dogecoin is kind of just hanging around it's dropped to number 10 uh, Solana's at $23.44. Polka Dots at $7.30. We have Shiba Inu at $13.34. We have Litecoin at $101.09. We have Tron at $0.07. Cents. We have Avalanche at $19.72. We have Uniswap at $6.93. We have Dai at $1. Rap BTC at $24,592. We have Cosmos at $14.19. We have Chainlink at $7.64, number 21. We have OKB at $55.40. That is moving up the charts. We have Leo at $3.34. We have Ethereum Classic at $22.45. We have Filecoin at number 25 at $7.66. We have Monero XMR at $159.60. We have Toncoin, Ton, $2.33 at number 27. We have Bitcoin Cash $134.07. We have Lido. Dow at $2.99. We have Aptos at number 30. $14.79. We have Stellar XLM. Nine pennies. We have HBAR at 8 cents. We have Near Protocol at $2.53. We have Internet Computer at number 34. $7.38. We have 8coin. $5.64. We have Crow. 8 pennies. We have VeChain, Chain 2 pennies. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. VeChain's on the move. is at 2 pennies. Algorand, number 38, 27 cents. We have q and $141.83 to number 39. Phantom at number 40, 55 cents. We have The Graph has been moving up. Number 41 to 17 cents. We have Flow. $1.39. Uh, we have Decentraland at 72 cents. We have EOS at $1.24. We have Multiverse X at $52.55 at number 45. The Theta Networks at $1.26. Byte Dow, 59 cents. We have Ave $88.41. We have Axe Infinity, ladies and gentlemen, back in the top 50, $11.02. We have the Sandbox. 77 cents ladies and gentlemen in the top 50 rounds out number 50 and then we have some honorable metric tezos dollar 17 terror classic at seventeen oh eight millions 08 millions one penny but rocket pool i don't even know what the hell rocket pool is it has jumped up to number 53 52.03 cents we have true usd at 99 cents and shills at 14 pennies Guys, we are seeing a lot of manipulation in the crypto market right now, as you folks can see. I know everyone's getting excited, thinking there's going to be some sort of a rally, but ladies and gentlemen, this is a short-term rally. I do see a pullback coming up here after freaking the holiday on Monday. So yes, the stock market will be closed on Monday as well. My wife has off on Monday because she works for the state, so she will not be at work on Monday either. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, so we're getting a little market rally here over the weekend and into the holiday. But come Tuesday, I think we're going to have a massive pullback again. Bitcoin dominance is at 42.5% and Ethereum's at 186 Ethereum gas fees right now are at 21 Goya. The market cap's over $1 trillion. We have 547 exchanges. Cryptos, we have 22568 Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting out of control, but we got some crypto news, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to kick it off with Dogecoin. That's right, Dogecoin whale becomes 20th largest wallet after accumulating 450 million doge in two days. So, ladies and gentlemen, a mass whale on Dogecoin Network has recently accumulated a significant amount of tokens to the point they are now the 20th largest wallet on the cryptocurrency blockchain with over 700 million doge. The whale accumulation was the first spotted by blockchain monitoring resource Look on Chain which pointed out on the microblogging platform Twitter that the whale first added 200 million doge worth around 39 million to their wallet. Before adding 250 million worth, 63 million after a price surge the following day, the price of the meme-inspired crypto has risen over six percent in the past week and is up nearly 24 percent year to date, accompanying wider crypto currency market recovery that saw BTC get near the 25,000 mark. As Daily Huddle reported, the whale balance makes it the 20th largest wallet on the Dogecoin network. It's a its accumulation comes at a time with Social sentiment surrounding the cryptocurrency has started growing in a trend that, according to the blockchain analysis, from sentiment perfectly illustrates how euphoric creates price tops. As crypto global reporter Mark, the founder of CEO of Morgan Creek Capital Management LLC, commented on Doge and Arrival meme coin SHIB in a recent interview. He expressed his belief that the bear market and cryptocurrency will end when these two coins go to zero, but they continue to rise. He also questioned that the underlying value of these meme coins and compared them unfavorably to Amazon, which which generates profit and cash flow. Mark suggested that the meme coins lack value and have no use case beyond speculation. That is a complete lie, by the way. My hey Mark, you should really do some searches and see what type of merchants take freaking Dogecoin. Maybe go to BitRefill and take a look. Fucking idiot. Anyway, blockchain data shows that out of the top meme inspired crypto currencies, Dogecoin and Sheep Eating the majority of investors in the latter are still underwater while the majority of investors in the former are in a state of profit. Ah, So ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you think. This uh, whale picked up 450 million doge my goodness. It's a lot of doge to be buying 39 million dollars. No way I'd spend that on doge fuck no But anyway moving on folks Ethereum on-chain data suggests that ETH cell pressure could be a non-event after the Shanghai upgrade so upcoming Ethereum Shanghai hard fork is a slate to occur in March 2023 and the upgrade will cap off the network move to proof of stake, which started during the merge on September 15, 2022. Once Shanghai is implemented, previously locked Ether will gradually become liquid for the first time since December 2020. According to the on chain Ether scan, over 16.6 million ETH is currently locked in a proof of stake proof of staking. Protocol, which was valued at 28 billion on Fe- February 16 2023, Ethereum moved from proof of stake, I mean proof of work to proof of stake has started to achieve the original goal, which was to make ether supply deflationary, which I agree with. In the 154 days since the merge, over 24,800 eth has been burned to make the token 0.05 percent deflationary on a yearly basis. On February 16th, the total ETH supply sits at 120 million, meaning that a little over 10% of supply will be unlocked with yield rewards starting with the Shanghai update. Let's explore what on chain metrics can help identify what may happen during the Shanghai upgrade. A portion of locked ETH is liquid thanks to liquid staking derivatives. In order to benefit from the yield rewards before the before the Shanghai update, investors had to lock their ETH and run a reliable node. The minimal staking requirements 32 lock ETH it is entirely illiquid, meaning traders had limited utility options for these coins. Liquid staking derivatives LSD allows users to benefit from staked Ether while Retaining the ability to sell the derivative token received on the secondary market, the LSD protocol took a fee and locked the native Ether, giving users another token that represents a stake in a pool. Liquid staking derivatives did not gain prominence until Lido and other protocols began to see a rush of cash flow after the merge. Since Ether staking began, uh, liquid staking has suppressed e-liquid staking as of February thirteenth, 50 57% 57% of stake ether is liquid versus 43 e-liquid. Since a majority of the locked ether is through LSD investors currently have access to liquidity which could reduce sell pressures post Shanghai. Very few stakers are in the profit back in December 2020 when ether's staking opened the price of ether ranged from $400 to $700. Conversely, many investors been staking when Ether was near its all-time high of 4,200 according to Binance. Not this guy because of Ether 69 percent correction since hitting its all-time high. Many of the investors who stake their ETH are currently at an unrealized loss. Yes, they are. The minor the minority, wait a minute, The the minority, excuse me. Of stakers who are in the profit are likely to be strong believers in the Ethereum's network since the date from the liquidity was still unknown at the time, but a large number of stakers at a loss, and those who profitable likely to be long-term investors. Ether price may not see a massive dump when the tokens are able to be unstaked. Lido overtakes solo stakers on January second, two thousand twenty-three. Lido officially overtook MakerDAO as the highest total value locked in decentralized finance as of February 13th. Lido is also the largest staking entity in Ether. With over 5 billion Ether staked in Lido, the protocol represents 29.2 of all entities, notably about almost 30% of all stakers have the option for, for current liquidity through Lido. Solo stakers who run nodes took a risk to run nodes from home or with a small group. Solo stakers likely believe that Ether is a long-term currency since nodes carry cost and risk. Solo stakers currently make up 24.9% of all stakers. With nearly 55% of all staked Ether being held by either solo stakers or LIDO, the risk of Ether priced up may be reduced, With the while the on-chain data surrounding the Shanghai Fork May be bullish for the Ether network, and some analysts are still predicting the potential for a sharp downside in Ether price. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed here are the authors alone and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views of the opposite of Cointelegraph. So, ladies and gentlemen, with this article, now let me give you a little background for me. I've always felt that Ethereum would overtake Bitcoin in the long run. I've always felt that way because of the burn mechanism. When you're burning tokens, you're taking them out of circulation. So I believe in the long run, with there being so many ETH burned, with all the staking and stuff like that, I think and Ethereum being a deflationary currency, I think ultimately the gas fees will get so low, there'll be fractions or pennies. Or maybe one cent in the future, and I am starting to really think folks that ethereum will be the currency of the internet. It may not be the currency in real life, like when you know peer to peer transactions, but on the internet itself right on the on the base layer of web three that're we're, that we're heading to, and I think folks web three is about ten years away, maybe less. Um, I think Ethereum, I think pretty much all decentralized apps will run through Ethereum. I think the Web3 protocol and the metaverses that we're going to have in the future will all run through Ethereum. I don't think Bitcoin or any of these other uh, Web3 protocols will hold a candlestick to Ethereum at all. I just don't believe that at all. I think Ethereum will ultimately be the number one Web3 freaking currency of the Web3 space, the metaverses, decentralized apps and everything like that. I think the gas fees will come down. They have been very low since moving to proof of stake. And like I said, folks, I've told you many times before. I have no problem with proof of stake. I have no problem with proof of stake. I like proof of work better but because I like competition. But I have no problem with proof of stake. There's many different proof of stakes uh, protocols out there. So, uh, this is just one of the proof-of-stake protocols that Ethereum uses. I know Cardano uses a different proof-of-stake mechanism, mechanism. I know that Tron TRX uses a different uh, proof-of-stake mechanism as well. So, there are different proof-of-stake mechanisms. I know dart is going to be on proof-of-stake as well. So, I have no problem with proof-of-stake. I know there's a lot of hardcore proof-of-work maximalists out there, but... I'm an open Bitcoiner, like I said, folks, that's why the one reason I support Doge. Um, I was a Doge coin like, well way back in the day um, before I sold it uh, for Monero and tried Monero and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm an open Bitcoiner. Um, I use Bitcoin. Um, I have Fold now, so I'm using that to uh, collect stats every day and spin the wheel to get stats. Uh, satoshis, if you don't know what sats are, um, they're the lowest denomination of bitcoins, uh, bitcoin, so it's called satoshis, so I spin the wheel every day, get satoshis, you know, and then once I uh, get over 50,000, I will go ahead and put those in my wallet, my bitcoin wallet, and use those, you know, as a, you know, savings account and things like that, because all roads lead to bitcoin for me, folks, um, I've said that numerous of times, But, uh, you know, I still will support Doge. Um, I don't think Doge is going to zero. I think it will make it. Um, I know a lot of people do believe that Elon Musk will run away from uh, Dogecoin. He may. He may not. Um, I was in Doge before he got in. But, like I said, if he does run away from Doge, Mark Cuban, a couple other people that support Doge that are high-profile people, it is what it is, man. And I won't be surprised. But back to Ethereum, though. Um, I do have some ETH. Um, I have been staking it um, through ThorChain. Uh, ThorChain's decentralized exchange, which is a DEX. Um, So it's pretty good through their savers program and stuff like that. So I will be uh, buying some more Ethereum in the coming months. uh, So I can either have one or two or maybe three Ethereum. Before it's all said and done by 2025, should have a couple of Ethereum. And if the price soars up, that's great for me. Um, I'll go ahead and cash out, uh, put in my Bitcoin, uh, wallet and, uh, have my Satoshis and keep it pushing, you know, folks. But we have some more stories to go to, folks. Let's move on to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin, BTC. Price estimate to reach $27,303 by February 23rd. Do I agree with this story? Absolutely not. I don't think you can reach 27000 This is not an investment advice. So, so right now, Bitcoin is up 4.3% today against the U.S. dollar. Bitcoin is currently trading at 10% below. In, in our prediction on February 23rd, Bitcoin gained 18.46% in the last month and is down... 39.46% since one year ago. So the prediction is $27,303. The fear and greed index is at 61%, so everyone's greedy right now. Bitcoin's price is expected to rise 11.11% in the next five days, according to our Bitcoin price prediction. Bitcoin price today is trading at $24,573 after gaining four point three nine. Percent in the last 24 hours, the coin outperformed the cryptocurrency market as the total crypto market cap increased by 2.33 percent in the same time period. According to our Bitcoin price prediction, BTC is expected to reach a price of $27,303 by February 23rd. This would represent a 11.11 percent price increase for BTC in the next five days. What has been going on with BTC in the last 30 days? last 30 days bitcoin has been displaying a positive trend recently as the coin gained 18.46% in the last 30 days the medium term trend for bitcoin has been bullish with btc increasing by 46.78% in the last 3 months the long term price for bitcoin has been negative as btc is currently displaying a negative 39% one-year price change on the day last year, BTC was trading at $40,590. Bitcoin reached its all-time high price on November tenth, two 2021, when the price of BTC peaked at $68,770. The current BTC cycle high is $25,211, while the cycle low is at $15,523. BTC has been displaying low volatility recently. The one-month volatility of the coin is at $3.70. Bitcoin recorded 15 green days in the last 30 days. Bitcoin technical analysis for today, February 18, 2023. The sentiment in Bitcoin market is currently bullish, and the fear and greed index is reading greed, which this is the reason why I'm not investing in crypto at the moment. The most important support level to watch are $23,739 and $22,921 and 2 while $25,178, $25,798, and $26,616 are the key resistant levels. Bullish Sentiments for Bitcoin 25 indicators are currently signaling a bullish prediction for Bitcoin, while 5 indicators are showing a bearish forecast, with 83% of indicators favoring a positive prediction. This results in an overall bullish sentiment for Bitcoin. Crypto market is currently experiencing greed. Currently, the fear and greed index at 61 greed, which signals that investors have a positive outlook on the market. The fear and greed index is a measure of sentiment among cryptocurrency investors. A greed reading suggests that investors are currently optimistic about the cryptocurrency market, but can also be indicated that the market is overvalued. A fear reading, on the other hand, signals that the investors are currently Hesitant about the cryptocurrency mine, which potentially represents a buying opportunity. And that's what I always look for when I'm in crypto, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I don't have a shit ton of crypto, but I have enough to sustain me. Because right now we're still in the, you know, speculation phase. Alright, so... For me, with this article, folks, I'm not going to read the rest of this article because it's just a bunch of BS. But anyway, do I think Bitcoin can hit $27,303 by February 23rd? Absolutely not. I don't believe that at all. Not one bit. We are in a bear, a bear market, folks. We are in a bear market. And with this bear market, yes, you can have pumps and dumps. Yes, you can have bear market rallies. But... This is a short-term thing. I see Bitcoin pulling back. I think it'll go back to twenty thousand, maybe nineteen k. Uh, but I don't see it reaching twenty-seven thousand dollars. I just don't. I know some people are are predicting thirty-five k. I I don't see that. I, I don't see that at all. No, no chance. Not not with the Fed getting ready to hike rates here in March. Absolutely not. Absolutely positively not. But anyway, moving on folks, and we got some Litecoin news, and then we'll get to the gaming section. So Litecoin thanks Dogecoin as hash rate hits all-time high LTC price surges 40% year-to-date. So the team behind Litecoin, a cryptocurrency that often referred to as the silver to Bitcoin's gold, has thanked its partner Project Dogecoin after its hash rate hits a new all-time high at the At a time in which its price rose more than forty percent in a month and a half. On a micro blogging platform Twitter, Litecoin's account revealed to its over 950,000 followers that LTC hash rate has hit an all-time high, well over eight hundred and fifty THs. I think that's uh uh I think that's Terra hash rate, if I'm not mistaken. And partly thank Dogecoin for the new uh, achievement as they are mining together with us to secure both networks. Litecoin mining hash rate has hit an all-time high well over 850 TH/s. That's a proof of work of 850. What is that? 850 billion hash rate performance every second by the Litecoin network. I could be wrong. I think that's uh. I think that's no. That is billion. Thanks in a part of our friends. At Dogecoin, who are mining together with us to secure secure both networks. I can't even talk tonight. Dogecoin helps LTC hash rate through a process known as merge mining, which allows miners to mine on two blockchains. That's freaking awesome. Networks simultaneously without the need for additional uh, computational resources. Through merge mining, one blockchain will provide the proof of work this is known as the parent blockchain. Uh, wishlist, the blockchain that accepts the work as valid, is known as the as the uh, secondary blockchain for merge mining to be possible. Both networks in question must use the same hashing algorithm. Notably, Litecoin hash rate hits hit a then new new high earlier this year of around six hundred eighty THS. Slash as as its hash rate kept growing rapidly. Hash rate is a measure of the number of hash rates, mathematical problems that can be solved in a given period of time. A higher hash rate means that the network is more secure and that more miners are participating in the mining process. A higher hash rate also makes it more difficult for bad actors to manipulate the network. So that's good. Um, Litecoin rising hash rate comes at a time in which its price is also surging ahead of its Expected having event year to date LTC is up over 42 percent. Much like BTC, Litecoin undergoes having events in which the coin based reward for miners who find blocks on the network is halved. Litecoin's next having event is expected to occur in August 2023 and will be reduced mining rewards from 12.5 LTC to 6.25 LTC. Having events are seen as bullish as new supply on the market is having through them. As CryptoGlobe reported, historic Litecoin price data suggested that the price of Litecoin could surge months after its having event to the point it hits an all-time new high next year. The cryptocurrency could, however, endure a correction right after the having, which wouldn't be a surprise at all because normally we see that all the time. According to data analysis by popular cryptocurrency analysts. REC capital Litecoin tends to rally quite strongly before its having, with the cryptocurrency rising 820 percent after borrowing after bottoming out 122 days ahead of its first ever having, and rising 550 percent after bottoming 243 ahead of its second having. I remember that historically, the cryptocurrency rallied more after its having event after its first having. LTC surged 12,004. Hundred percent. While after its second half it rose 1,573 percent. It is important to point out that the effect of having events on the price of a cryptocurrency is not certain, and opinions on the matter vary among an- analysts. The past performance of cryptocurrency does not guarantee future performance. That is that is fact. That is fact. So shout out to Litecoin, man, and shout out to Dogecoin. You know they're partnering together. Giving you that double freaking, you know, that dual mining that you're doing with Litecoin and freaking Dogecoin, which is freaking awesome. That is freaking awesome, man. Merge mining. I've never even heard of that. No one even in the crypto space even talks about merge mining. It's pretty crazy, folks, with the things you learn when you're reading crypto news and things like that and doing your own podcast about crypto and gaming, the stuff you learn pretty crazy because no one's going to tell you this folks and no one's going to teach you this this is why you got to do self-education that's why self-education is very important that's why reading is important it's very very important all right folks let's get over to some gaming news so xbox admits game pass reduces game sales admit activision buyout so after years of claiming that putting games in Game Pass library actually helps sell more copies, Xbox has now admitted that isn't actually the case after all. The revelation comes via a comment hidden in a quote from the UK Competition and Markets Authority (CMA) reported into Microsoft, possible of Activision Blizzard. In the quote spotted by GameIndustry.biz, we learned that Microsoft knows full well that games that are available via Game Pass actually experience a reduction in sales, not an increase. Microsoft also submitted that its internal analysis shows a redacted decline in base game sales 12 months following their addition on Game Pass, the CMA reported reads. Kotaku notes that even the CMA admits that some of Microsoft's data might have some limitations around the time period from which Microsoft pulled its own data from, but quotes like Xbox Eternal documents noting that adding games to Game Pass can mean cannibalism of digital sales isn't a good look. This is all a far cry from a statement given by Xbox Chief Phil Spencer in 2018. Back then, he said that when you put a game like Forza Horizon 4 on Game Pass, you instantly have more players of that game, which is actually leading to more sales of game. Fast forward to now, and Microsoft has offered cock, uh Cockatoo, a new statement, one that stops short of contradicting the CMA report. Xbox Game Pass offers gamers and game creators more choice and opportunities in how they discover, experience, and deliver games, the quote starts. For gamers, that means providing another option for them to discover games and play with friends at a great value. For developers, that means creating another option for how they monetize their games. The quote goes on to say that Microsoft is focused on helping Game creators of all sizes maximize the total financial value they receive through Game Pass. The company says that each game is unique, so we work closely with creators to build a custom program to reflect what they need, ensure they are compensated financially for their participation in the service, and allow room for creativity and innovation. Microsoft is currently facing backlash over its proposed Activision Blizzard buyout with with, uh, regulators in Europe and the United States concerned that it would reduce competition in the marketplace. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do y'all think about this revelation? Game Pass? Xbox admits Game Pass actually reduces game sales? Hey, not a surprise there. I said it when they were gonna do it. I said this is gonna really, really reduce game sales, because if I can go on Game Pass Ultimate and just rent a game out, and if I don't like it, I can delete it off my hard drive and never buy the game. Well, I'm not spending any money. The only money I'm spending is 15 bucks a month on Game Pass. Or 120 bucks a year on Game Pass. Ultimate, so i would be able to have access to all these games on day one when they come out. I mean, folks. I mean, honestly, you're not paying the publisher anything. So... Order order people who made the game at all. You're not paying it because you get access to it through Game Pass. So for me, yeah, it markets the game, it gets the game out, advertisement, all that stuff. But ultimately as a gamer, pfft, who cares? That's the reason why I have Game Pass Ultimate, so I can get access to games day one. Like as soon as they come out, I'm there, bro. Unless I pre ordered the game, screw that, I'll use Game Pass. Ultimate. 14 a month. Shouldn't kill you. Everybody in America can afford it. Now, I don't know about other countries, but I know in America, in the West, you can afford it. 15 bucks, you can fucking afford it. Anyway, moving on. Sony's PlayStation VR 2 tear down shares its inner secrets with us all. So, have you ever wondered what the insides of a PlayStation VR 2 headset look like? Well, wonder no more because the Japanese gaming outfit has released two videos, that's right folks, two videos, so that so that we can all get the feel for what will be slapping onto our heads come that February 22nd release date. PlayStation continues its promotion push for its next big thing, with the PlayStation VR 2 set to begin arriving on doorsteps very soon indeed, and while few people will be taking their new thing apart on day one, PlayStation has saved us all the trouble anyway. It's done that by sharing two videos, two new videos. The first shows Takamaka Asaki from the mechanical design team for PlayStation VR 2 headset just acting to rip its shreds. And that's exactly what happens. We get to hear about how Asaki and his team designed the headset to be well balanced on the head while ensuring its light yet has the... Rigory needed for such a premium bit of kit. The second video features Tasaki from the design team and a PlayStation VR two sense controller. It's also it's amazing. All of the components that have been squeezed into that controller, including tracking technology, finger touch detection and more. All of that promised to make for a huge upgrade over the PlayStation move controllers that were used with the original PlayStation VR, and if you hear that noise in the background, folks, that's my fan. Sorry about that. PlayStation says that the Sense controller was built upon the innovation of DualSense wireless controller, which is which is itself a pretty excellent way to play out play your favorite games. The PlayStation VR is available for pre-order now and goes on sale February twenty second, two thousand twenty three. It isn't a cheap purchase, however, with the basic setup costing five hundred forty nine dollars. US dollars, 599, uh, what is that, uh, 599 pounds, 529 freaking euros, with a pair of sense controllers included, so folks, if you are getting the Sony PlayStation VR headset, it's going to cost you a pretty penny, but we all knew this was coming, so I don't know why anybody in their right mind would have thought that Sony was going to make the VR2 freaking cheap Not a chance in hell. But anyway, folks, I think this is great. As you guys know, I have the Oculus Quest 2. I am not getting the Oculus Quest Pro because it's way too expensive. There's no need to buy it um, unless I was working from home and I wanted to be in VR. But other than that, folks, I think VR is awesome. Um, I didn't know what to expect when I first got my Oculus Quest 2. Um, To be personally honest with y'all, I really didn't know what to expect, but a year later, coming up to a year later, because I bought my headset last year in May, um, coming up around a year now that I've had it, I can honestly say, folks, I really do like it, Um, and I really tested out that theory about can can your brain distinguish the difference between real and virtual reality, and the answer is no, it cannot, Um, that's why I get seasick. When I'm on a sailboat in VR, I get seasick. I mean, not seasick. Um, and, and, and not a uh, not a boat. I'm in a, a roller coaster. When I do roller coaster VR, I get sick. Because all the twists and turns and going upside down in VR makes me sick, bro. Uh, when I'm out in space in VR, like I get sick as well. Um, floating in space makes me real dizzy and it makes me sick. So I literally have to get out of those applications um, and take a break, um, I like playing poker as well, it's pretty awesome, pretty fun, definitely freaking, I'm, I'm a, a millionaire in the poker scene, so that's pretty good, um, so that's nice, I live in a nice, uh, beautiful suite in VR, which is nice, my metaverse house in VR and Star VR Poker, uh, if you haven't played Star VR Star, definitely check it out, it's very amazing, it's very awesome, um, But on that, folks, I think the Sony PlayStation VR should be fun. Um, If you're a Sony person out there, um, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. But if you do like VR and you're a Sony fan, it's worth the money. Try it out. Check it out. See if you like VR. I like VR. It's nice. It's awesome. Um, I can't wait to go into it later tonight after I read my book about, you know, Dogecoin you know, I'm going to read that book, read a chapter, then I'm going to probably get in VR, play some poker, and I'll probably uh, stay up all night, folks. Probably pull an all night or night. You know, my 35 year old ass will probably pull an all night or night. It is what it is. I can sleep all day Saturday. Um, Albany Red Wolves. I mean, the Albany Fire Wolves play tonight um, in Albany, lacrosse. So I'll be watching that game tonight. Can't wait for that. But uh, let me know what y'all gamers think about these uh, two stories. Xbox admitting about the uh, Game Pass thing and also Sony with their VR2. And last but not least, we got one more story. And that is Xbox Green Energy Settings now available to all with Google Home support. Also added. And as you folks know, I got to test this out long before the public did because I'm an Xbox Insider, which is pretty awesome. That's a pretty good perk. You can definitely sign up for it. Um, but anyway, let's get into the story. So Microsoft has rolled out its latest software update for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One that brings a feature a few features previously only available to Xbox Insiders, which is me. The headline edition is the brand new New Energy Saver measure. That's for climate change. Once updated, Xbox consoles will, by default, and only download games that updates when the process will produce the lowest carbon emissions This uses regional carbon intensified data to access access the perfect time during the night so your automatic download will have the least impact on the environment. In addition, the console shutdown process will change, powering down completely in order to save the most amount of energy. This means it will take longer to switch back on until you can start playing a game again, but you can save your cash on your energy bill. You do get the option to switch it back into standby mode, however. Also, adding with the February update is the ability to use the Google Home app on mobile as a touch remote control for your Xbox console. This turns it on or off, allows you to navigate the screens, and even control the media playback, all from a device you already have in your pocket. You just need to refresh your devices in the Google Home app and select your Xbox. Finally, you can now also hide game art when selecting titles tiles on the home screen. usually when selecting game a a game tile the art from the game appears on your home screen. Now you can set it to just display a solid color role instead. All you need to do is to head to is to head to settings general personalization, my background solid color and game art and use the toggle in the bottom right hand corner of the screen to use either game art or not. The Xbox February update is rolling out now so you should have either received and installed it or at least been notified that it is ready. If you don't have the new features yet, head to setting system updates and click on update console this will set the process off manually. So ladies and gentlemen, Xbox is going green. That's right, Xbox has gone green. So, get ready for it, folks. The climate change agenda is here, and like I told you, I gave you this a few, about uh, maybe a month or two ago, I believe it was a month ago, where I told you about, you, you know, the new setting of the, you know, green energy savers and stuff like that to save on your energy bills, but folks, in New York, it isn't going to matter because they are charging a shit ton for gas and fucking energy here. So, bills are skyrocketing all over the place. I'll be glad when winter's over, personally, because this is ridiculous. All the freaking high rocket fucking energy bills are getting is absolutely asinine. It's the most stupidest shit in the world. Um, But anyway, folks, that is all the news I have for everyone. But ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, I just want to say, though... Living in New York, though, is not as bad as I previously thought, especially me being 35, folks. Like, uh, I do want to move, but if I don't move by 2025, I'm probably not moving at all. Um, So we'll see. Me and the wife will discuss it here over these next couple of years, you know, what we want to do still, you know, we might want to have kids as well. So that's always tough when you have children. Uh, we've also talked about moving out of the country as well. Uh, wife should be probably getting, uh, her passport here in a little bit, a couple of months here in the next couple of months, which would be great. So we can finally travel to Jamaica, which she wanted to see. Um, uh, not really a fan of Jamaica, not really my thing. Um, don't mind seeing the country. I more want to see the Dominican Republic, um, uh, more than anything, Puerto Rico. Um, I definitely want to see Malaysia, Singapore, and things like that. Stay like, a whole week and stuff like that. And with the new job I got, the new career looks like here, uh, doing background checks for people and stuff for them to get jobs and stuff, folks. Um, I might actually stay in New York. Like, if this really works out and I really get my, you know, once I get my traveling license and things like that, certification, I become a travel agent, folks. I think I might just settle here. Um... Might move away from Amsterdam, you know, find a little town because I like the little towns that we have in New York. A lot of places in other states, their little towns are like shit compared to New Um, York's little towns. So I might actually stay in New York, Um, might actually, if my wife allows it, uh, we might actually buy another house in another country once we get our, uh, you know, income up and stuff like that and then we'll be able to live over there in that other country maybe for a month or two whatever but this is all future talk folks uh once my traveling thing really takes off and I'm really going to do a very good job once I get the certification folks because you know as I get older you know you want to be an entrepreneur and I'm glad I waited till 35 to become an entrepreneur I mean not an entrepreneur but as far as a working for myself and not having a boss but like for now, I will do this job, hopefully two years, maybe a little longer, um, just to establish income and things like that. Yes, I know the U.S. dollars falling, things like that. But because I have Fundrise, and I have real estate, I'm going to continue to put money there. I'm going to continue to put money in uh, ETH. I'm going to continue to stack SATs on my uh, Fold account as well. And definitely, if you're into Bitcoin, you definitely should have Fold. Um It's a great way to spin the wheel, earn sats every single day. So it's a pretty good app. Definitely check out Fold as well. Very good company. Very good Bitcoin company as well. It's a Bitcoin-only company. So if you definitely like stacking sats, Satoshis, you definitely want to get Fold. I'm still debating which which bank I'm going to use. Either I'm going to use my T-Mobile Cash App or I'm going to use the Fold Bank. But I might just use the T-Mobile bank just because it has mobile banking in it. And I know a lot of you don't even know that T-Mobile has a bank. Yes, they do. They partner with a bank to have their own bank account for their T-Mobile customers, which is absolutely amazeballs. I've never used it, but I'm going to use it now. But uh, folks, other than that, man, I mean, life has been good. You know, life's been real good. I'm still going to that Bitcoin event in Atlanta, Georgia in September. Um, hopefully, me and my friend Rory will hook up again, you know, and she'll come down to the Bitcoin conference in Atlanta. She knows about it. It happens every year. That's where she's at. She, uh, she's just outside of Atlanta, but uh, she's in that area, so hopefully she'll come down, hang out with me in Bitcoin. We can talk Bitcoin. We can film it, have a good time together. It should be Awesome. Um, but other than that, you know, talking to my Nar- Monero bros, brothers and sisters, you know, and, on Telegram is awesome as well. We always talk different topics and things like that. You know, I still got my Doge, Dogecoin, you know, staking that, staking Eve, staking my, you know, Bitcoin, my Satoshis and things like that through ThorChain on their decks. Um And definitely you guys check out ThorChain and their decks. Um, definitely, their savers program is absolutely amazing. Um, I can't say en- enough good things about Thorchain. Even though they didn't do the thing with Monero, it's all good. You know, I have no ill will towards Thorchain. I've always liked Thorchain, and with them having the decks, you know, with the public blockchains like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, you know, staking, getting rewards, and stuff like that. I love it, folks. It's absolutely amazing, especially right now during the bear market. Staking is very good, but I'm not going to tell you what you should do with your portfolio. I'm doing this with mine. Um, I am going to sell my stocks that I have Um, personally. I'm going to sell those, get that money back. I'm definitely going to be buying a car here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I definitely need some wheels, folks. I'm tired of taking Ubers. I'm tired of taking public transportation. It's getting out of control here in New York. Uh, especially upstate New York, where I live at, out here in beautiful Amsterdam, New York. Um, But other than that, folks, the future's bright. Um, I'm a visionary. I'm a futurist. I believe Web3 um, metaverses are going to be absolutely amazing, folks. Um, Being with your avatar, having your digital twin will be great. Um, The things they're doing right now where, like, now you'd be any NBA player in the metaverse. I saw that earlier tonight. Well, I saw like uh, last night on YouTube. It's absolutely amazed. Like, you get to take over an NBA player that has your whole custom body on that player. So, it's absolutely amazeballs what they're doing in the metaverse. It's crazy. It's insane. But, folks, this is the future. You know, Gen Z, Generation Alpha, this is what they're going to grow up on. So, we're never going back to normal unless we destroy the entire smart grid, which I don't see anybody doing. But, you know, we just got to take it one step at a time, folks. And I honestly don't believe these parasites will be around. Like Klaus Schwab, the WEF, um, Bill Gates, and all these parasites, they're all going to be dead. They're all going to be dead. A lot of us, like myself, will be old men. We'll be in our 50s. Um, people like Royal Flesh, he'll be in his 40s by the time all this tech is finally built out. Artificial intelligence is here now. Um, they're having technology now. They can check to see if you're using chat GPT to cheat on your exams and stuff at school and shit like that, folks, and on like, uh, resumes and things like that now. So it's absolutely amazing. Um, I watch a lot of stuff. We saw Elon Musk at the World Government Summit, folks, um, it's just such bullshit, like, what goes on in this world. Um, but nothing's going to change. It's always going to be the same. You're going to have the rulers and you're going to have the people that don't rule. You're going to have the freedom fighters always going to fight the good fight and you're going to have the sheeple. You're always going to have those three groups. That's never going to change until Artificial intelligence rules everyone, which eventually that will happen, um, Honestly. And we have to learn to be good friends with AI. We have to learn to be good friends with AI. We have to learn to use it as a tool and not become maximalist and blind and stupid about it. We have to learn to be open about AI, using it as a tool, looking at it as a screwdriver, and that's it. Just the same way with cryptocurrency, um, you just got to use it as a tool. If you can stake, do it. Um, I would I would suggest that you would. But again, always do your own research with staking protocols and things like that or any investment you do. Always do your own research, folks. But yeah, but for me, that's it, folks. Like nothing really has to report. Like I said, life is going to get back to normal. Everything's going to get good. I have a good feeling. Like I said, I told you in January, I have a good feeling about 2023. This will be my year. And I'm going to make it my year. And I'm going to make 2024 my year. And the rest of my life my years as well. You know. So. If I end up staying in New York. Folks. It's not a bad thing. You know. I have family here. You know. I could travel anywhere in the world from New York. And when you tell people you're from the state of New York. Everyone thinks you're from New York City. Which is the most stupidest thing ever. But the best thing about it is. It's easy to open up conversation with people. When you're from quote-unquote, Albany, New York. It's very interesting how people are willing to talk to you when you say you're from the state of New York. It's very interesting. Yes, it is run by leftists. Yes, it's run by fucking climate change delusional maniacs. But at the end of the day, folks, flying out of LaGuardia, you know, going, you know, catching a cruise and things like that, is going to be absolutely amazing. Flying to Florida is absolutely awesome flying from New York. Um, flying to Texas was awesome. Flying to Arizona was awesome. Flying to California will probably be awesome. So I get to do things in New York that most people in other states don't get to experience. You know, so. And plus we have beautiful mountains here. The Appalachian Mountains are beautiful. You have not checked out the Appalachian Mountains. They are absolutely gorgeous. And by the way, Lake Placid. Is up here in New York as well. Beautiful, beautiful place, folks. Uh, we have wood cabins and stuff out here. You can stay in out here in New York, but it's a lot of beautiful place in upstate New York, folks. I mean, I know everybody likes the big city in New York City, but folks, if you want some rural, beautiful mountain type cabin living, upstate New York is where it's at. You're not going to get that in NYC. You're going to get that only in upstate New York, folks. Trust and believe me on that. I still want to sleep in a log cabin, all right? I've done it before, but I have never done it as an adult. I've done it as like a teenager, but I've never done it as an adult. So I'm going to do it as an adult, and it's going to be awesome. But anyway, folks, I'm going to get the hell out of here. You guys have a wonderful Saturday and Sunday, and I will holler at y'all to, tonight for the independent news section. we got some interesting stories to talk about. But until then, peace be nice to each other, and stop being a maximalist. Peace.